You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Amanda Hall Psychic with Amanda Hall. Live from amandahallpsychic.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Psychic Radio. Or one of our websites. AskOneRadio.com or Moonstruck.tv. This is a Amanda Hall site on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Welcome to A1R Psychic Radio here on Moonstruck TV with Amanda Hall Psychic all the way from the Gold Coast. So I hope everybody around the world celebrated Valentine's Day in some special way that's unique and, and, and exciting for you. For many people, it was a lonely time, but for many of us, it was a time to reflect and enjoy being with our loved ones. And it's, it's a time when I think we really should acknowledge the amazing feeling and, and what that person's brought to our lives. You know, to me, every day should be Valentine's Day. We should celebrate the people that we love in our lives, whether they're our love partner or whether they're our children or our family. I think love is what makes the world go round. And it's a very important message that I think we all need to keep reiterating every single day. And particularly as we, you know, sort of see such unrest in the world at the moment in Ukraine, it's time now to send some loving energy over to those People that are involved that are on the brink of war, let's try and avoid a war. Wouldn't that be nice? So today's Simply Tarot card of the day or the week is the High Priestess. Now, the the High Priestess is actually the highest card in the tarot deck. She is very, very powerful. She can either be good or she can be bad. The most important thing about the High Priestess is, besides being the highest card in the deck, I believe she has a lot of power. There's secrets yet to still be revealed. So there's still things here that are a mystery to us, things that we're not aware of yet. She has the ability to sort of come in and make things right. Now, when I say it is the highest card, it is the highest card out of the whole tarot deck of 78. So this gives her a very unique power. She can enhance the good, but she can also really beef up the the not so good in our lives too, the bad. Sometimes bad things happen to us to push us, to get us on the right direction, to get us on a different path. And at the time we can't see it, all we can see is what we think is things that we didn't want to happen or a direction our lives taken that we didn't want. And we see this as bad. But in hindsight, it ends up being for our for our highest good. So sometimes when something doesn't quite go your way in life, maybe sit back, take a minute to ponder on it and say, what is the the higher meaning here? Is there another reason why the outcome wasn't the way I expected or the way that I wanted it to be? Is there a message here? Is there a new direction coming up for me? So that's something to just ponder on this week as we look, as we work with the high priestess. So we have an awful lot to get through on an astrological front, as always. At the moment, I want to focus on Mars, the planet of opportunity, the, the planet of action, yes, and it's also the planet of war, is conjunct or holding hands Venus in Capricorn. Now, what does this mean in layman's terms? Yes, of, of course, everybody's attention is at the moment on Ukraine and what could happen there with Russia and, you know, the troops are, you know, 
drawing their battle lines as we speak from many nations around the world. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a fait accompli that we are definitely going to go to war. What I want to look at from an astrological point of view, yes, Mars is the planet of action and yes, it can be the planet of war, but it's conjunct or holding hands the planet of Venus. Now, Venus is the planet of love and affection. It's where we find the things that give us the greatest joy in life. That can be in loving relationships with our partner or our children or our family, or it can be something as simple as hearing a nice song on the radio that fills your heart with joy. It's anything that gives you that feeling of elation, of feeling joyful, of feeling happy. So I'm so going to stick my neck out here and I'm going to say with Mars conjunct or holding hands Venus in Capricorn, maybe, just maybe, we can find a solution to this that will give it, fill everybody's hearts with joy, all sides considered. I'm sure Russia doesn't really want to flex its muscles and turn around and sort of be the big bully in the paddock to the rest of the world when they know that the consequences for that could be very diabolical for them and their nation. But at the same time, they they feel they've got a, an axe to grind, something that they want to get off their chest. They want to make a stand. They want to make a statement. And then you listen to Ukraine who says, you know, we're an independent nation and we'll do what we want to do. And that's well and fine because it is their country after all. But let's just hope somewhere in the midst of all this that we're going to find a solution that, you know, yes, there's been a show of a flex of muscles and, you know, showing what we've got and what toys we've got on a military level. But maybe just maybe we can find a way where we can find a calming solution out of all this because Capricorn is the sign of big business. It is the thing, it is the sign that rules governments and nations and all that sort of stuff. So it's really interesting that Mars is conjunct Venus here sitting in Capricorn at the moment and it is a tight conjunction or holding hands. So it means it's the energy is really right to the minute. It's now. So it's interesting that we could have a breakthrough that might come through in a way that people don't expect. And the reasons why I'm going to back up my, my, my confidence in that, we've got Mercury, the planet of communication, is also sitting in Capricorn as well. It is not holding hands with the previous two planets, but it certainly is in Capricorn. Uh, I mean, Pluto is sitting in Capricorn and is conjunct or holding hands of Mercury and Aquarius. So with Pluto here in Capricorn in the last degrees of Capricorn, Pluto is asking us to completely transform the way that we approach things, how we handle business, how we handle negotiations. It's asking us to, to look in a different direction or maybe find a different solution. So when you've got a conjuncting Mercury, the planet of communication, which is sitting in Aquarius. Now, anytime we have a planet sitting in Aquarius, it means that we can have the unusual or unexpected. It's like think outside the square it's the light bulb moment it's the Aquarian energy is about I think and I know and you know just you want a solution just ask me and I'll give you the answer so with Mercury sitting here it's a pretty powerful place that we could get a breakthrough that could come out of nowhere like at the 12th hour something that people weren't expecting that all of a sudden there is a solution or we can sort of go back to the negotiation table and hopefully you know, nut out a solution between everybody, something that everyone will be comfortable with. I'm not saying one particular area of this unrest over there is going to get all in, all their own way, but I think we can probably come to a compromise that will suit everybody and maybe, just maybe, we can avoid 
another conflict and another war. If this one strikes up, it will be a big war. It won't just be two nations fighting one another. It's going to be, you know, you've started to see the Americans are involved and other nations around the world are joining the alliance there with America that, you know, it would end up being very close to a world war and that's the last thing that we want. So I'm still sticking my neck out astrologically saying I think we can find a solution. I think it could come very quickly. It could come out of nowhere and it won't necessarily see Russia back down, but it may see them sort of approach it in a different way and be comfortable to come to the negotiation table and and thrash out a solution that sort of suits everybody, but nobody's really won and nobody's really lost, but everybody's retained their autonomy out of this. And that's probably the best outcome that we could hope for. We have Saturn sitting in Aquarius at the moment, and it's making a very wide conjunction to the sun. Now, Saturn's the planet of discipline. It's the father figure. It's the one that sort of says, okay, these are the rules and the regulations, and we're going to abide by them. Now, when I say it's wide in its holding hands, it's a, it's a distance. It's not a little distance like this. It's very wide. So it's almost on the tail end of Saturn holding hands with the sun in Aquarius because the sun will only sit in Aquarius for a little bit longer now and then it'll move into the, the sign of Pisces for its Pisces journey for this year. So Saturn here is sort of saying, okay, look, we can allow your ego to come out and have a little tatars being the sun, but don't forget we've still got some rules, some regulations, we've still got some issues we've got to sort out, but let's take a, a, a gentler approach to things that, you know, sometimes it's about making sure that I stroke your ego as well and you feel comfortable. So again, this adds weight to the Ukraine situation where I think, you know, a week or so ago it was a more intense conjunction where, you know, Saturn was really trying to dominate and flex its muscles and saying, this is what I want and this is the only way I want it and, you know, to hell with what you think, this is my stance. And it's sort of like as if we're softening that approach a little bit now. So fingers crossed I'm right and we do avoid a major conflict over there and we do find some negotiation skills and, you know, we sign off on some agreement that everybody's sort of comfortable with. They mightn't have all their wishes, but they're comfortable with it and we can put it behind us and put our energies towards reorganising the world after or, you know, the pandemic's not over yet, but let's start to put our energies back into the pandemic and trying to find solutions and ways to open up the world safely and comfortably and, and reduce them, the loss of life and sort of get people back to normal lives and being able to spend time with their families and back in their jobs and get some sort of normality back. That's where the energy should be going, not trying to invade another nation. That's really quite childish. So we also have the planet Jupiter, Jupiter's the planet of expansion and opportunity and luck, is sitting in the sign of Pisces. Now, Jupiter's second home is Pisces. In, in the earlier days of astrology, Jupiter was said to rule Pisces, but since more modern times in astrology, we've actually allocated Neptune to Pisces. But Jupiter still feels incredibly comfortable here. So Jupiter is asking all the little Pisceans to sort of expand the horizon, sort of, you know, start to take a few risks, you know, the things that you might have put up on the shelf during the pandemic. Maybe it might be time to get them down and dust them off and see what opportunities could come to you. It's also a time where Jupiter is squaring Uranus in Taurus. Now, this is an interesting transit because a square is something that's a little bit uncomfortable it's considered at right angles from where we're sitting so it's like 
okay, we've got a little bit of work to do here. We need to sort of be looking at what it is that Jupiter is asking us to do with Uranus in Taurus. Now, Jupiter is asking us to expand our horizons, be creative, find creative solutions to sort of look at things maybe through a different lens where Uranus in Taurus is saying to us, okay, I can create something out of nothing. I can create this bolt of lightning. I can do things that would probably shock and surprise people, but it's all in the name of stability and, you know, shoring up your personal finances and making sure everything is where it should be. And I, I haven't got time to waste. I've got to get to it right now. So it's an interesting square there because, you know, maybe just maybe we're going to get some really creative solutions that will come literally out of nowhere that will bring the stability in our lives that we've all been searching for. So whether or not you're a Pisces or a Taurus, it doesn't really matter. This is applicable to all the 12 signs that maybe you just need to take a little bit of time out of your busy day and have a little bit of reflection time or a little bit of time to meditate or allow some creative thoughts to come into your mind so that you might be able to find some, some some solutions to your life but also maybe put you on a different track maybe it's time for a new direction maybe it's time to sort of branch out of your comfort zone and sort of you know strike out there and do something different for many people that might be a creative new little endeavor which could end up turning into a, a business venture, something that could be a hobby business that you could run parallel to the rest of your day-to-day -day lives. For, for others, it might just be finally finding solutions to problems that have been troubling you for many, many years that, you know, finally all the pieces fall into place, that you get some solutions, you get some answers, and you say to yourself, wow, I didn't realise that was the solution that I've been searching for. Well, that's good. I can put that away now and I can focus on other areas. It has been... Um, a really interesting start to 2022. Astrologically, I don't feel as if anything's calmed down in any way. I think it's it's sort of ramping up again. And it's just so amazing to sort of hear from people during the week that, you know, they're just so much more aware of what's going on in their local environment, their local world, how they're feeling, much more aware of their emotions than what they were two years ago or even three years ago. And it's sort of like people are saying to me, wow, I didn't realise I had such strong feelings. I didn't realise I had such strong gut reactions to things, but I'm starting to listen to that now and it's making my life so much easier. So if there's one positive thing that's come out of this pandemic is that I think it gave everybody a chance to stand still and maybe push the reset button in their lives that, you know, we were, we were forced into standing still, being locked up in a in our own homes like caged animals for a period of time and some people a very long period of time. So we had plenty of time to sit there and contemplate our navel and wonder what the next step was and what's it all about and why why am I working so frantically and why am I, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses with the new car and the new house and the latest fashions and whatever, what really is important to me. And I think a lot of people realised that their family was very important to them. The things that they took for granted, the things that they sort of felt that they didn't have time to fit into their busy lives all of a sudden became the most important thing to them that all of a sudden the material side of life wasn't quite as important as we believed it should be so I think that was a really interesting realization for a lot of people that how the things that they thought were so important and the things that they were working so hard towards all of a sudden became almost unimportant or took a back seat 
and things like family and spending time with your family and and the simple things in life, the things that we took for granted, you know, the, the Christmas gatherings or the gathering for birthdays and special events, all of a sudden became our major, major priority. And for many people, it was a time where they really looked at were they happy with their job all of a sudden they realised they could work from home and this gave a better work-life balance and this might be what I want to continue with. Do I really want to go back into the grind of, you know, going into work and being in an office and all the extra expenses that go with that? But they found that they were disciplined enough to work from home and, you know, to, to run a household and to spend time with their families and, and it was cert- certainly more enjoyable And I'm not saying it was easy. I mean, for many people, it was juggling sort of noise and family life and trying to have a a meeting over the video Skype. And that was interesting as the dog's jumping up on your lap and the kids are screaming and things like that. But we all all coped with it. And I think it was an adventure that many people will look back in years to come with fond memories and say, wow, that was a really, really special time in our lives. So they're the the takeaway good points, I think, from this pandemic that we all had an opportunity to re- to push the reset button. So I hope your reset button is now pushed and you're living your best life, the life that you really want to live. We're going to talk with Ashley now in the Providence of Rhode Island in the US of A. Are you there, Ashley? Hi, I am. Do you have a question I can work with, please, Ashley? I'm sorry, what was that? Do you have a question I can work with, please? Yes, I was wondering if anybody that crossed over is trying to communicate with me. Darling, look, everybody that crosses over always is trying to get a message through of some description. Sometimes they're a little bit louder than the next person, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if we're not getting a direct message that nobody cares. I mean, they're always with us. They're always around us. And they don't necessarily always have that really important earth-shattering message that they want to share with us. Sometimes they just want to be acknowledged that they're there and you feel their presence or you know that they're around and sometimes that's all the message is is to say hey I'm here do you know that do you do you acknowledge I'm around you and that's sort of what I'm feeling around you at the moment is there's a number of people I've got three or four on the other side that they're all sort of trying to push forward to sort of to say hey I'm here you know what about me have you you remembered me right lately so I don't know that there's necessarily any specific message anyone's trying to give you just other than they want you to know that they're there they're around you they see what's happening and that they're very proud of you and very proud of the the choices and the changes that you're making so would it be fair to say in the last six months Ashley that you've really started to fine-tune your life you know like you've really got a real direction now about where you want to go and what you want to achieve and you're really pushing forward towards that oh yes I just had a baby two months ago oh well that's a major change in your life congratulations so thank you you know that's all the joy and all the fun of a new baby brings and all the challenges and the changes to your lifestyle but it's a it's a most rewarding job but just be rest assured that Besides having the baby, there must have been other areas of your life that you were fine-tuning or refining that, that they were aware of that and they're very proud of what you've done. So is this the first baby? Is there another one to come? I have another one, but we also bought a house. Okay. Oh, well, you've been very, very busy, haven't you, between family and purchasing homes and things like that. That's wonderful. Yeah, they only showed me two babies. That's why I asked whether... This was the first one because I could see one, two, and that was it. That was the family complete. Yeah, two boys. 
Yeah, but that's what they were showing me. One, two, that's it. No more. Is your husband looking to change his job? Because I'm seeing a job opportunity coming up for him in June where there's a big question mark around it. Should he take it or should he should he stay where he is? I'm not saying it's a bad situation. I'm just saying when the time comes, I think the two of you need to sit down and approach this and look at it from every angle. Sometimes money isn't always the most important thing if it's going to take you away from the family. You know, sometimes having a little bit less money and more time with the family is the more important angle at this point in time in your lives but whatever his decision is it will be the right one and I know that your family's going to grow and blossom and look there's lots of activity from the other side and they're very very proud to see the the two boys and they're very proud of what you're achieving so that's where we're going to leave Ashley now we're going to work with Amanda in North Conway in New Hampshire in the USA are you there Amanda hello Amanda Oh, we're having a little bit. Hello, Amanda. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good, thank you, sweetie. Do you have a question I can work with? I do. Um, I would just like to know what do I need to know about my future? Okay. All right, that's a very good question, Amanda. It's interesting because the first thing I picked up around you is there's just a plethora of opportunities around you at the moment. It's almost like walking into the, the candy store and saying, oh, oh, what will I have? You know, oh, I could have that and I could have this and I could have that and the other. I want to sort of say to you, we don't necessarily need to make a decision today. I think what you need to do is to be sort of very aware of the feelings that are coming and going and the ideas that are coming and going. And unless it's really driving you mad, and I mean that you can't let go of it, then I wouldn't give it too much airtime. If it's something that's just passing in and out of your mind, let it pass in and out and let it move on. But if it's something that keeps reoccurring and is driving you mad, then that's the thing that we've got to look at. I feel after Easter there's going to be some massive changes coming up in your life. They're showing me a new job, new home and new friends. Now, I'm not necessarily going to say that that means a, a, a move long distance away from where you're living. I just feel it's sort of like a reshuffling of everything in your life. So were you looking to get a new job after Easter? Possibly. <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home mom right now, so I keep thinking no. about it. Yeah, no, I just, I, I just sort of felt after Easter, it's like Easter comes and goes and then sort of within the two or three weeks after that, it's like you get out of bed one morning and you think, right, that's it. I now know exactly what I'm going to do. It's this, 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 and this, and this. Now, when can I start planning that and when can I put it into operation? But they were showing me a move of residence. So when they show me a move of residence, it's either one literally a move from one place to another or sometimes it can be making massive changes within the home that you're in that gives it a completely fresh look. So is it is it a physical move that will be happening? Uh, no move that I know of. <laughs> But all right, well, if you're not planning on moving, are you planning on making some changes to the home that you're in? Uh, upgrades, I guess, always. Yeah, well, that that's the same thing. They, the, the symbolism they show me is exactly the same for either a move or, you know, upgrading things in the home, making changes. But there's some big things to happen this year. It's interesting because I think you sort of feel that your life is a little bit on the boring side, and I don't believe that at all. I think there's a lot of activity going on. I think it's just you're being given a breathing space at the moment, Amanda, to just sort of catch your breath and get ready for the, 
the next surge of activity that's going to be coming after April. I love that. So I think it's going to be, you know, an exciting period of time as you're, you know, going back to some part-time work and things like that, and that's that's always interesting. But I also sort of feel that you're going to attract new people into your life this year. It's sort of like the making of some new friends and, and getting out and being more social than what you've been able to be for a while. So is that because the family's starting to grow up a little bit more and you've got a little bit more free time on your hands? Yes, Ian, just because I'm learning to put myself first a little bit. Well, that's a good thing. Mums don't normally do that. Yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it, you know, to sort of try and balance and juggle family life and say, hang on a minute, there's got to be some time for me here. I am important. Absolutely. And you really really do need to be number one in in your life because if you're not happy and you're not satisfied in your life, how can you wear all the other hats that go with family life if you're not feeling, you know, the best you can feel. So I think that that's really important. But it's good because, you know, you're not doing things that are radically different. It's just that it's like sort of saying, look, I've got my planner here and at 10 o'clock on Monday, that hour's for me. Regardless mm-hmm. of who wants what, that's my time. And, you know, you've, you've put it in there, you've locked it in. And it's sort of like that's what I think you need to do is actually sit down with your planner for the week and lock in what's going to be your designated time just for you and nothing and no one can change that. That's, you know, that's not negotiable. That's my time. And I think by doing that, I think you'll get yourself into a rhythm where you won't feel guilty about, okay, I've allocated this hour for me to to go to Pilates because that's my my passion, you know, it'll be just, that's just what happens at Monday at 10 o'clock. It's my time. I do this, you know, and, and, and it'll get easier as you go along because it's always hard to put yourself first and it's always even more difficult to turn around and say no to someone and not give an explanation of why you can't do what they require you to do for them. The answer is just no. And the more you practice that, the easier it's going to get, Amanda. And that's really good. I'm pleased to see that you're really starting to not allow people to use you anymore. You were you were too kind. And that's been a big one wow. for you too, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> this is great. Yes. Yeah, but that's that's hard when you've always been such a giver to turn around and sort of not allow people to sort of monopolize your time or make you feel guilty about their needs are more important than yours. And, you know, there's a lot of people on the planet that have exactly the same issue with that, that they need to look at sort of, you know, putting themselves first all the time. So that's where we're going to leave, Amanda. We've come to the end of the show again. And it's always been, you know, an interesting time of the year with Valentine's Day and all the hype and the, the money that should be spent around that time. But the most important thing that the people need in our lives is our attention, is for us to just be present, for us to be able to be there and be with people and sort of say to people, you're, you're, I really do value you. You know, you're really important to me. You're the most special person in my lives. And I think it's really important that we look at things like that and we treasure those memories and we treasure the things that should be important to our lot in our lives. And, you know, and I think sometimes we've just got to honour ourselves and 
that's sometimes a very, very difficult thing to do or a very hard thing to do because we we were taught not to be selfish. And it's not about being selfish. It's about putting your needs first. And I think that that's really, really, really very, very important. So, you know, for for most of us, that's a, that's a hard step. This week, I want to leave you with a, a song that people might say, why would you choose this particular song late, this particular song? But it's one that's been coming in and out of my mind all week, and it's Kenny Rogers' Lady. And I think it's got beautiful words. And for all the ladies out there, go and put that on your turntable. You will really enjoy that rendition of that very beautiful song. Until next week, bye for now.